Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, we're back. This is John. It's Paul. And Turk. That is What If Geeks. And we are here with the second half review of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Episodes four through six. Or parts four through six. Sorry. They don't do the episodes. That's for movies. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. All I can say is, uh, I guess the last time we uh, left off, Reva had just captured Leia. And then uh, we're going to jump into episode four. Anybody want to start? Sure. So uh, Kenobi's all fucked up from being uh, burnt up by by Vader. Uh, They go back to uh, a hideout that belongs to the path on Jabim, I think it was. Uh, There's a lot of like Arabic sounding names and stuff in this. I didn't even kind of realize it. I don't know if it's like because there's Tatooine and desert theme and they're just playing off of it. But like the people, you got like Tala, Haja, uh, you know, Jabim is the planet. I Maybe it was just happenstance. But anyway, sorry. Um, so they go to Jabim. Um, he's getting healed up in a back to tank, having some uh, some flashes or visions about Vader um, in his back to tank. Right. Um, he eventually wakes up and wants to hop out and she's like, no, you're injured. You need more time to heal. Uh, I don't, you know, it's funny. Um, the back to tank is, I mean, I guess it existed in star Wars before, but like between Mandalorian and, uh, uh, Obi-Wan, we've gotten more views of the damn back to tank than anything. And I feel like it would have been really useful in a lot of different places <laughs> in yeah. star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, because the only other time you ever really see it is what Empire when Luke goes in there. Yeah, yeah. oh, and then Mandalorian, right? Uh, well, <laughs> or, I mean, Boba Fett, not Mandalorian. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Fett, sorry. But the Book of Mandalorian. Mandalorian Part Two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Season two and a half. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, so I guess uh, we cut over to Leia. She's being interrogated by Riva, um, weirdly about the path. This is like a little bit bothersome to me because maybe it's bad writing. Maybe I'm just being too critical, but um, I mean, A, she was a kid, uh, <laughs> you know, and with other kids and that, that whole thing, like torturing a kid seems a little bit crazy. But beyond that, like, why the fuck would Leia know anything about the path? Like she literally found out about it the day prior and she's never been to any of their bases or any, anything. Right, like you kidnapped her from Alderaan. You yeah, know right. where she's been. Yeah, right. Right. How right. would you know? And then, and then, and then the other part that bugs me is like, up until this point, she had like a singular focus of catching Obi Wan, and now she's worried about the path that helping other Jedi escape. Like, okay. So uh, anyway, uh, so this is the Inquisitor Fortress on Nur, I think it's called. Um, 
Kenobi and and Tala decide they're going to go break into that fortress. I think she goes there first because she's an Imperial officer and and tries to get in and they're like, you don't belong here. This isn't your sector. And she's like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, I'll tell I'll tell Vader that, you know, you're incompetent and won't let me in. So that's how she gets in so she can uh, get Kenobi away in right to rescue her. so uh, that's ultimately successful, although why Kenobi's going through, and I, I wasn't quite sure what the point of this was. I mean, maybe it's just some little extra lore stuff, but it seems like many of the Jedi they captured and tortured were trapped in like preservation tanks in like a tomb in the basement or whatever. Like, I think they were all dead. Yeah, yeah. I assume they were all dead, yeah. But I don't know. Like, it, was like, it was almost like a trophy room. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Like, they're trapped in amber, like the mosquito from Jurassic Park, from the very first Jurassic Park. Like, why, uh, why keep force will find a way? Why keep the (laughs) why keep a handful of dead Jedi? You know, like most of them in Order 66, at least what we've seen from other stuff, were just killed right on the spot. Like, yeah, why did they capture some and then decide to put them in a little trophy room? (laughs) Uh, Maybe this is something the Inquisitors just do that we don't, yeah, it could be, I guess, after they torture everything else was like the clone troopers. They, you know, they attack and just kill them. But, but one of them was even a youngling, which means they've been doing this like since the beginning, because there's no more, there's no more youngling Jedi's, right? I mean, this is this is what nine years later or something, ten years later. So yes. that kid didn't just get caught, you know? They've had him for a long ass time. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Weird. It is weird. Um, so. So anyway, they, they do rescue, uh, they do end up being able to rescue Leia, but uh, Tala's cupboard gets blown. Um, uh, there's a whole weird scene about, um, about she's a spy. Yes, of course I am. I'm like, what? <laughs> but then she like does this whole flip thing on it. But uh, the, the other thing is interesting. We have such technology in Star Wars that we have ships with hyperdrive and whatever, but no one has earphones. They have to communicate with this stick that is both speaker and receiver um and she's sitting at a console where there's another soldier like one desk station away and she's like okay i've infiltrated the top secret base i'm gonna release the thing so you can get in and she the guy's looking and she's like what shouldn't shouldn't you go do something other soldier guy right yeah it was it was very weird now i know like you know canonically where this lies, that uh, intercom microphone thing makes sense because in A New Hope, you see it's the same one that Luke and C-3PO used to talk to yeah. each other. It, so timeline-wise, it works, but yeah, like you said. As a device, as a, I guess, storytelling device, like you need to hear their voice and hear the other person back. Yeah. So I guess it's easier than like, they have to do this thing the whole time, but. So not to sidetrack too much, but. Um... It's 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 very much a choice on this whether they want to like fix it or just fucking leave it and let it be because I, I don't know I know you guys don't really watch Star Trek but that Strange New Worlds um, series mm-hmm. has come out and and it's about the old Enterprise but they were like fuck it the old Enterprise looks stupid it doesn't make any sense you know let's give it like modern technology and they just kind of just went with it like hell with it and so the 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 Enterprise and that even though it's it's you know early like before kirk time <laughs> um it, it's it looks more modern than like the enterprise on on star trek next generation <laughs> and so interesting i mean 
I guess however they choose to handle it, whatever. It seems like Star Wars is is interested in doing continuity down to the little minute detail uh, yeah. between it. So, you know, it is what it is, but, but you're right. It's kind of goofy. <laughs> Although, yeah. you know, you know, ultimately they're, they're fighting with swords when they've got blaster pistols. So, you know, and it's not even just the Jedi. There's, there's like vibro knives and, and axes and other <laughs> bullshit that yeah. people fight with all through the movie. So yeah. I guess it is what it is. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, where the hell were we? Um, oh, uh, the 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 uh, path commander Roken, I think, eventually comes along with his uh, guerrilla troopers or whatever, um, and they save them so so they can escape. Um, Vader gets pissed off at this point at Riva, like, "How the fuck did you do that?" But then she lets him know that actually I have a tracker and Leia's droids, so we can follow them. I expected this, basically, <laughs> or just in case, right? I guess is what it really is. But so uh, I think that's where part four ends, somewhere around there. It's really close. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, it ends on the droids' little eye turning red or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, so then we jump over to uh, part five. Uh, and this was cool. Uh, you open up on a flashback to Obi-Wan and Anakin training. And it was funny to me because, well, again, I, I've said it before when we talked about this thing opening, how Hayden Christensen was coming back to the show or to the Star Wars universe. And it was nice to see him have a little bit of redemption. Like here you actually see him, you know, as Anakin back in the day. However, he's 2022 Hayden Christensen. Like, <laughs> he should have been a little bit younger looking. Like, you just made an entire Luke twice, and you got it better the second time. Like, you could at least, like, CGI him a little bit, you know, get, get rid of some of the crow's feet or whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. It was cool. Was, uh, you definitely got um, better acting out of him than you did in the uh, episodes two and three. Uh and you know, is him and Kenobi training the dueling. Kenobi trying to tell him to, you know, rein in his feelings, and Anakin just trying anything again to win, kind of thing. But then we get immediately cut to Vader, so it's obviously like a memory of his. But that gets a little fuzzy because they keep flashing back throughout the series. So it's like both of them remembering the same training for some reason, whatever it is. Uh, Cut to Vader and the third sister. She informs him where Kenobi is, uh, going to Jabim, or he's on Jabim. Um, so Kenobi and the others actually meet up with the rest of the path, which are soon to be the rebels, on a different planet. Or they, pl they prepare to leave the planet, but then Vader shows up, uh, tells them, lock down the facility, and they seal the doors on the place, using the droid to cut a wire or something it does it looks like it cuts a wire that'll come into play later <laughs> so then um another flashback to the training blah blah, blah you know uh, more schooling of anakin and then we cut back to um them trying to figure out why the doors went open so they can get the hell off the planet well the only way to fix it is to go into this little air duct and leia says i'll go get me a ladder and Kenobi lets the one person he's supposed to be fucking protecting <laughs> go into this thing to go fuck around with some electricity. 
And they're all like, are you serious? And he's like, you trust me, I trust her. What the fuck? <laughs> like, you barely know this kid. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, she's a kid. Yeah. Yeah, she's 10. She looks like she's six. <laughs> yeah, she does look like, yeah. Yeah. So so they, they put the whole uh, fate of their escape plan on the shoulders of a 10-year-old and say, go for it, kid. And she climbs up into this little hatch trying to fix his wire. Um, meanwhile, uh, Reva and the stormtroopers show up. Uh, they're on the other side of the door trying to get through it. And that's when Ben goes to the door and starts talking to her, right? Am I right there? About? I think so. Uh, <clears throat> tell her, you know, she's like, we're going to get through to you. We're, you know, we're going to take you. And he talks to her about, um, he says, how, how did you know? How did you know uh, Vader was Anakin? And he said, there's no way. You're too young. You had to have been there. And then you know, dawns on him. He says, "You are a youngling." And then we flash back to uh, the Order sixty six scene from the very beginning of this series. So uh, I was right on that one, right? Uh, she's the the older youngling that's with all those kids that um, Anakin slash Vader comes up, comes up on, and he attacks. And she basically she admits that she hid among the bodies. Uh, so Ben says, so he goes, you, you know, you're not really coming after me. He goes, you're not serving Vader. You're hunting him. Like, you want him. And basically, she's like, you know, he killed, he killed everybody. They were the only family I had. So now you're getting into what's really pushing her motivation, right? It's not necessarily getting Vader. Maybe some of the uh, Inquisitor thing got into her, and she had a, a good purpose of hunting Jedi and everything. But really, she wanted to get close to Vader. Right, she wanted that Grand Inquisitor spot. She wanted to get close to Vader, so she can kill him out of revenge. Uh. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. So finally, they break through the door, and there's a huge fight between the path and the stormtroopers and uh, a loading robot. <laughs> that knows how to shoot blasters now uh, he, he's he's back there again that is like the most um humanoid acting robot i think we've seen in star wars yet i mean even yeah, like I, the even like the movements and stuff was nothing like the other droids like yeah like even like c-3po where he's like right. a, prissy, a prissy little pansy because he's just a protocol droid but yeah he's very artificial moving 
Yeah, you know, well, even, like, like, even like the assassin droid from Mandalorian, like, I mean, it walked mostly normal, but then it had all this crazy spin shit. And, you know, it yeah. just wasn't, it wasn't really human. Like this one was more so than even like K2SO. It was just like very, and it could lie apparently and fuck around with people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want to stop here too, just yeah. to say something else. The, this whole scene right here, was like super reminiscent of Last Jedi when they're trapped in the cave and and eventually uh you know he goes out to face them or what like the whole thing was like I was like man this is like super familiar and then it made me think like had they been doing this in previous episodes and it really didn't dawn on me but I went back and looked like um episode three when they do the showdown and uh you know they have the fight with vader and he ends up clipping the um little steam vent and spraying it that shit is straight from the cloud city and, and empire strikes back like they, they like redid it and then episode four we what we just talked about that's like the the uh death star escape in the new hope like yeah. they're like borrowing like concepts from the movies and i didn't even dawn on me that it was happening until this episode and i was like Man, this is fucking last jedi what the hell's happening right now <laughs> well it is very funny how star wars all of it seems to be cyclical for the most part like even like force awakens was more of a soft reboot than anything else you know it was very much the same just adding on to what happened before mm-hmm. but it was the same basic story of a new hope yeah <laughs> no. yeah they, they do that repeatedly i think mandalorian was the only thing that was basically new and even there it was just a western <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so all right um well mandalorian wasn't new at all though remember like half the episodes borrowed from like old uh, japanese uh, samurai movies yeah yeah samurai movies and yeah. Stuff. shit one of the episodes was literally a samurai movie uh, yeah, what was it seven seven, uh, seven, seven samurai, samurai. Seven samurai yeah. Yep. yeah like just played out in a different setting (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess you're right i just i just hadn't i hadn't recognized the parallels at first it wasn't until this episode that it really hit me i was like man shit they're like redoing little parts of scenes from the movies not really in order though each of the the flashbacks i guess the the kenobi anakin flashbacks are like okay how in this episode when they have an interaction, is Anakin slash Vader going to react? And how's Kenobi going to, based on what happened in, in the flashback scene, right? So, yeah, and, and we'll get to that when we get to the, the showdown. But yeah, it's all, it's all sort of told in foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so, yeah, so sidetrack. No, you good. Yeah, so <laughs> basically, uh, uh, they're overrun by stormtroopers. They're being pushed back and uh, Tala gets shot. So she decides to sacrifice herself to save Kenobi um, with a thermal detonator. That was great. Can't remember the last. Have we actually seen one go off? We, uh, I think in Mandalorian, we saw one go off before, right? I don't remember. But like to actually to see it like that close in a confined space. Now you know why Jabba almost shit himself in Return of the Jedi. That thing was going to annihilate his ass. I, th- I think I said that, I don't know if I said this during the episode or before we started, but there's like a lot of uh, like Arabic, Middle East kind of themes throughout this whole thing with people's mm-hmm. names and the locations and 
a lot of this stuff. It actually bothered me slightly that she like became a, a suicide bomber, martyr, whatever. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I get it. And it was it was ultimately not really for much. I mean, I guess the path folks escaped, but um, well, you haven't got to it yet. But you know, ultimately, Kenobi does get captured. Yeah, that was the funny part because uh, they get back into the uh, the hangar, and the door's still not open. So Ben says, I'm going to buy some time, you know, make sure we're ready to go. And he goes back to the door. Yeah, no, no, that's when he talks to Reva again. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, 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 because that's that's where he, yeah, then he convinces her to kill Vader at that point. Yeah, because he's like, we, you and I can end this together. And she whispers through the door, how do you, you know, how do you know he won't see it coming? And so he basically comes out gives himself up they capture they capture him she sends him back into the door with two stormtroopers like she's already got him there with a full squadron so obviously i mean that, that's when you knew she was gonna go along with this plan because she sends him back in to seal him in the door and trap him quote unquote with just two stormtroopers uh, you know he's gonna fuck them up and he does so eric you're kind of freezing up a little bit you're freezing up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at Paul, and he's moving, and I'm moving, and you're not. So it must be you. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, he overpowers the two stormtroopers and takes off. Vader shows up and um, arrives in the hangar bay just as the ship's taken off. And now he does the really cool thing where he uses the force to stop this damn uh, cargo ship in midair, drags it back down to the ground, and then rips apart the outside of the ship to realize it's empty. Right? So it was a decoy, and another carbon copy of the same ship is right on the other side of the hangar. That thing takes off while he's distracted with the, uh, the first ship. So they get away, and then... Uh, Reva sneaks up on Vader. Now, if she wanted to kill him, she tries to sneak up on Vader. Yeah, she tries to sneak up on him. She ignites a lightsaber and goes for an overhand blow, and he just blocks it easily, right? And he says, um, "Did you did you think I did not see this coming, youngling?" Right, so he knew, yeah, did you think I did not see this youngling? Like, so he knew exactly who she was, right? Um, so then they fight. This is, I gotta say, this is one of the cooler fight scenes I've seen, especially because it's Vader. It just shows you how powerful he is. The first minute and a half of this thing, he doesn't even ignite his lightsaber. He's using the force to deflect everything she's doing. And, and like casual too, like the Yeah, he's just sort of flicking it aside. Like he's not even trying that hard. He's just doing that thing where like the 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 master just barely has to turn his body a little bit as the yeah. like oh, oh, and he's yeah. Yeah, he's just barely moving. It was it was really cool. I mean, he made her look like a damn fool. And uh he <laughs> He stops her spinning lights at dual lightsaber blades, takes it from her, breaks it in half, throws one of them down on the ground to her, 
And then they go to fight again, and he winds up stabbing her again. Yeah. Or not really again. Yeah, yeah. It's never completely clear if he really stabbed her as a kid. She said she hit through the bodies, but the flashbacks to that scene make it look like he stabbed her. But I, I don't, I'm not sure exactly if that was true or not. But either way, he stabs her through the gut with the lightsaber and leaves her. We need to mark this down because when we do the geekies, it won't be for another eight months, right? Maybe more when, when the Academy Awards come out in March of next year or whatever it is. This needs this scene needs to be in fight scene or ass whipping or something. <laughs> this this is just, definitely the ass whooping. We just need to remember to try to whoop our ass I end up in both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This actually, one, no, there, there's a bet there's a better fight scene, actually. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh yeah, so he leaves. Uh oh, and he before he leaves, uh, you know, he basically tells her how much garbage she is and then the former grand inquisitor who we thought she killed comes walking in and so he's still alive uh takes back the little pin and says we're gonna leave you where we found you in the gutter and they left and right before we close the credits you see obi-wan's communicator on the ground next to her is kind of all busted up but um Bail Organa's message from earlier about if I don't hear from you, I'm going to head to Tatooine to help with the boy. It's kind of playing a little broken up or whatever. And then you see like something in her face kind of like dawns on her. So basically there's another kid that Obi-Wan's worried about or whatever. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But uh, then that's pretty much how the episode ends, right? They've escaped. Vader's pissed again, still. And then, and Reva's left for dead, but she's got new motivation on Tatooine. And then we go to part six. Right. And it just closes with uh, like a sleeping Luke. Yeah. Right. Asleep in his bed. We talked about episodes one through three and, and how her care, Reva's character is sort of flat. Like we didn't know, we, we suspected but we didn't know for sure that she was one of the younglings. She's just this intensely driven, you know, two-dimensional character that that everyone said needed to calm down. And she was like, no, screw you. I'm I'm getting Kenobi, I'm getting Kenobi, I'm getting Kenobi. And then they have this scene through the door, and she's all of a sudden like, okay, cool. I'm not really here for you. I'm here to kill him. And that's kind of a big flip. And then when she realizes, oh, He's gut shot, you know, he's run me through with a lightsaber. Um, my insides are cooking, but now I'm going to go after the kid for what? Like, I, I guess I don't kind of get the, if she was really out to get Vader, why is she going to go after Luke now? Um, because Kenobi might be there or now she just- Yeah, had... in the beginning, I figured her obsession with Kenobi was because she knew if she kills Kenobi, it would get her closer to Vader. Yeah. Uh, so that that was a, a decent play for the whole revenge thing. Right. But now coming into part six, right? Uh, without giving anything away, but the whole thing is a damn spoiler. Uh, so her motivation to go to Tatooine, to go after Luke, that was, I, I agree with you. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? Because now you're going back and now you want to hurt Kenobi again. Right. Because you don't know who these kids are. 
Right. It's, Nobody knows who these kids are. Right. Oh, you knew that she figured out because Kenobi knew Organa. Right. Um, Kidnap the, her. The kid, right. But all he said was, I'm going to go get the boy. He didn't say Owen, could, you know, Owen Skywalker or whatever Owen's last name is. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't understand how, but I felt like she somehow knew it was Vader's kid. Because once she gets to Tatooine, not to jump ahead, and they ask her, you know, what the fuck, you know, what are you doing, why? And she says, justice. Like, I couldn't kill Vader, I'll fucking kill his kid. That's what I took from that, but but maybe that isn't it. I, I was wondering whether or not she knew, too, because she is, the outside of Kenobi, she's the only one that knows who Vader really is. So if she could have put two, but I mean for her though she wasn't there for any of that other shit. She was a youngling. Yeah, that's true. Unless like, she couldn't knew, know. Unless she knew. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, all right. She knew enough about Anakin Skywalker, where he was from, and all this other... But... It's not established that he just walks around talking about it all the time. You know, I mean, he, he complained about it to uh, Padme about how much he hated sand. It gets everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she could. It, I, I mean, don't think she could have known. I feel like they established earlier, and I know that it wouldn't really make a lot of sense, like in this exact context, but that she has some kind of ability to read minds or, or know what people are thinking or whatever and that's the reason that she was like the interrogator kind of person anyway didn't it was like maybe episode two yeah it could be because she was trying to do it to leia and she yeah. like, was strong but um, because uh kylo ren does it too in yeah most awakened so i mean yeah it's an ability but, but she, know, she would have to have, she would have had to got that information from Kenobi's head, or yeah, she wouldn't have gotten it from a fucking message. Yeah, or one of the organics who she didn't run into. So. And if she and if she has that power, she would have known Leia didn't know anything about the past. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> um, I think that was just the obsession with Kenobi. She was just going after. She wanted to find Kenobi. So I don't know why she was interrogating her about the path, but whatever. But I mean, I, what if? Uh, but but in this last part, that doesn't make sense anymore, right? Like she's no, yeah, saying, none of it makes sense. Unless you go Vader, there's no reason to get Kenobi to get closer to Vader because you already fucked that up. Like, yeah, I don't know what her motivation is here, except for the fact that if we go back and listen to the message from uh, Bail Organa, maybe he does say, "I'm gonna go help Owen with the boy." I think he says that. So if he says that. That's the only other person she knew on Tatooine. Remember when she, of course, of everybody on that goddamn uh, planet, the first, the one person she asked his name is Owen, right? Yeah. So it just clicks in her head, like, you know, Owen really does know Kenobi or whatever. But again, why is she going after Kenobi if she was just siding with him? So it's very confusing. She's She's a very mixed up character. But we need... 
some type of motivation to move the plot forward after we've already pretty much wrapped up most of the damn series. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, here we go. So she's headed to Tatooine. Yeah, who wants to go now? I'll do six since I wrote up the thing. Uh, all right, so we, we open with the, the ship that Kenobi and the remaining members of the path is on is being pursued by a star cruiser um their hyperdrives down they can't jump uh the thing's gaining on them it's it, they're they're having to dodge the laser bullets and all the stuff uh they look like they're in trouble hey by, by the way um deviating from the one star wars property ever to not have a fucking space chase they find they did one here <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> gotta get it in <laughs> yeah right um we so got a Vespa chase in, in yeah. that instead. <laughs> Low speed Vespa chase. Um, we uh they're they're trying to figure out what to do. Can they fix the hyperdrive? How long is it gonna take? Um going through all those things. Kenobi decides, all right, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna lead them. He wants me, he doesn't want all of you. Um we can uh I'll lead him away. You guys. Um, keep going and get the girl home and I'll go do this. And they're like, no, 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 don't go. And he's like, no, I got to do it. Um, and you see the uh, escape pod go this way. Ship starts going that way. The, I think it's the Grand Inquisitor stands there and he's like, and they tell Vader, all right, that pod has one life form aboard. He goes, it's Kenobi. And then Inquisitor's like, we can knock out the whole path right there, right now. Don't go after Kenobi. Like, it doesn't make sense. Um, and I, does this, this one doesn't start on a flashback. No, I don't think it does. Um, and, and he goes, nope, I'm going after Kenobi. And, and you're just, you're watching it like the entire rebellion right there. You just, blew it like there goes the death star there goes you there goes the whole thing <laughs> essentially right there uh, uh, he doesn't know that yet no he doesn't uh he goes down and um goes after kenobi and they end up having this massive fight uh and he's like i'm that's it my former master like you're going down and they they start um force throwing rocks at each other doing the whole thing um he opens yeah, up the ground and kenobi's got his mojo back yeah vader even comments on it he's, yeah, he's like, like oh you got your strength back. you got your strength back but the weakness is still there yeah uh, opens the ground up under him um and finally kenobi gets up fight keeps going he ends up actually really kind of beating vader dude um, he goes fucking god mode on him yeah he like picks up half the goddamn continent and just like throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> ends up ends up like running him through the machinery that kind of keeps him going, cracks the helmet. You can actually sort of see Hayden Christensen, the actor, underneath all the burn makeup. You can actually see him. Um, and he's down. Like he could have finished him off. And he, he takes a step back and he's like, Anakin, I'm sorry. And Anakin tells him, Vader tells him, um, He's like, hey, it's not your fault. Um, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. I, I, the Vader, killed him. Yeah. Um, 
which is, I guess, why in episode four, he first says, Darth Vader killed your father, killed right. Anakin Skywalker. Um, Finally wrap up that loose end. Yeah. Like it wasn't lying. It wasn't lying and it wasn't just, you know, in a manner. Yeah, well, because they I mean they kind of covered that in Return of the Jedi when Luke asks him, you know, is he really my father? And he says, Yeah. Because you told me Vader killed your father. And he goes, In a manner of speaking. Well, in a manner of speaking. From a certain point of view. That's just a, from a certain point of view. That's right. So I remember. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And that also uh something I wanted to comment on was when he cracks his helmet, one. I love how the voice modulator keeps cutting in and out between Vader and Anakin's voice because it's broken now. Um, The whole attack on the chest with the hilt of the lightsaber, that was genius. Uh, I know you can't fucking breathe, motherfucker, so watch (laughs) this. But when he cracks that thing open, um, the same, very similar thing happens in Clone Wars... When Vader confront or when yeah Vader and Ahsoka come face to face, and they fight, she does the same thing. Like it cracks, and she can see his eye, and she she's kind of taken aback, and she's like, "Master," and then he goes after her again. But um, so it's funny because it was literally the same exact spot. It was like Vader's got to do something about that spot in his fucking helmet. Yeah, right. <laughs> definitely a weak spot in his helmet. But uh, yeah, it was an excellent fight. It was amazing. It blew my fucking mind. To the yeah. point where every time they do something like this, though, every time you see a really cool lightsaber fight, especially now when you like started with Rogue One, right? Vader fucking hacking up rebels yeah. left and right, right? And then uh, you see like here where him and Obi-Wan are fighting each other and they're throwing rocks at each other, isn't that? It's cool to get to see these really big fights that we wanted to see, but it really takes a lot more away from that last fight between Vader and Obi-Wan in A New Hope, where they're just kind of pivoting around each other. Well, they're old. Uh, they're yeah. 10 years later. Uh, yeah. And an aging 10 years. 10 years later. And they're they aged like older. fucking German yeah. shepherds. Right, right. <laughs> they aged like German shepherds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so, meanwhile, but, you know, uh, I actually I didn't really think about this, John. But there's like some cool uh, I don't know what it is an allegory or something in there. You talk about the mask, mm-hmm. like um, Obi Wan cuts that right side of his mask off, right? I mean, if you're looking at him, yeah. And then, uh, what you mentioned, Ahsoka actually cuts open the left side to see his eye, and then Luke is the same side. I think it's the opposite side. Is it the same side? Maybe I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. But then, but then Luke is the one to like fully unmask him and finally like bring back Anakin to his original self. There's kind of like some cool little. Uh... That that's a good point. I'm gonna have to go back and look and see because maybe you're right. Maybe it was the other side. I just thought it doesn't it was... even matter if it's the other side. I mean, it's just the you know the idea yeah. that like his former master got close. Obi-Wan got close, but they couldn't bring back Anakin and then Luke does it in the end and fully removes the helmet so to speak and takes the Vader persona away, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all right, good. Paul. Go ahead. So meanwhile, Reva manages to track down, she gets back to Tatooine, uh goes looking for Owen. For uh, motivations only known to her. Correct. Um and apparently I didn't know this, but it's, it's, I don't know, not all that hard, apparently, to get over gut shots by a lightsaber, because right? yeah. not only does the Grand Inquisitor do it in, in, the episode, <laughs> in episode four uh, or five, um, 
but she gets she's like she's not okay but she's walking around like you just took a lightsaber through the belly um and she's up moving around yeah we talked about that at work too everyone was like how the fuck does she and i was like you know the only the only excuse i can give them you know because one of my favorite things about fandom is you get the fans that will come in and explain away what might be a mistake (laughs) and try to help it be right right um she is you know uh an inquisitor she's a dark side user right they're fueled by rage pain all that shit like vader is so powerful they've said it before in like comics and stuff he's so powerful because he's constantly in pain and it fuels his rage so if she was doing the same thing using the pain to fuel her rage then maybe because she does like like you said like when she comes and attacks uh and Owen and Baru, for people who just got like fucking turned into s'mores by stormtroopers and <laughs> <in> New Hope, <laughs> they put up a fucking fight in this one. Yeah. Like they were, they were doing the last good. of the fight they have in them. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> she breaks them. Yeah. The, the next 10 years, they got nothing left. Right. When Owen hits her, she does flinch pretty hard. Yeah. Like he does hit her in the same area and she flinches pretty hard so yeah, she's she's clearly injured but like she should be dead yeah um, and so she manages to she gets to Tatooine. she starts asking around about owen um owen and luke go into town for something um he's like hey somebody's looking for you they go back to the moisture farm and you know start to prep for this big battle uh they tell luke that the tuscan raiders are you know, on the move and on the rampage and they need to hide. They, he knows what to do, got this all set up. But he and he's like, go. And Baru's like, no, we're not leaving you. Um, so everyone's hungered down for a fight. Um, she, she gets, Reva finds them, comes to the house. They have the knockdown drag out. Owen actually shoots her and she doesn't block, she, does, she manages to not block it because She's very clearly not 100%. Um, in the fight, Luke crawls out. He ends up someplace. For some reason, he's down. I can't remember if he falls and hits his head or something happens. Well, he's um, running along the rocks, and I think she uses the force to sweep yeah, his legs out from under him or something like that. He's down, and she's she's over him, and she's getting ready to pounce. Because constantly knocking himself the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she can't do it. Um, she she's i don't know mentally physically kind of can't and she has the flashback again to the to the scene we saw at the beginning where anakin vader come in he's not in the outfit but he's turned to the dark side he's he's executing order 66 um and and he locks eyes with you see the same youngling they lock eyes something happens um and and she's having this moment um, as Kenobi sort of is leaving the planet and leaving a, a defeated Vader. He has this realization, oh, oh, I better get to Tatooine. Something's wrong. Um, he lands the plane, gets out, sees Owen and Baru. They're all screaming for Luke. And she comes in holding. My favorite part of the whole fucking show. <laughs> we can't skip that part. They're yelling, Luke, Luke. 
and he runs up. Where is he? <laughs> we don't fucking know. That's, That's right. what I was saying. <laughs> you hear us screaming? <laughs> that was my favorite part of that whole show. I was like, yeah. You got the force. You could have at least sensed they didn't know. Never mind, right. heard them. <laughs> um, so she she has him. She puts him down. Uh, Owen and Baru freaking out. You see him take a breath, um, squirm. He's okay. Uh, uh, Kenobi and Reva are having, yeah, um, are talking, and she's like, um, "I couldn't do it." Uh, you know what have I become? What, what am I going to do? You know? And he's like, you, you have time to decide what you're going to, who you're going to be. Um, gives her some words of wisdom. She throws her saber down um, and kind of takes off. Yep. Um, can know, so then we see uh, Leia is getting, finishing getting dressed. She's got, you know, her kind of royal gear on and then she's got these boots and she's got the holster that Kenobi gave her that was Tala's um, yeah. on her hip. Which was cool because when they first had the uh, the holster, Heather, Heather asked, she's like, is that the one she's got in the first movie? I said, yeah. yeah so, you, know, when I, you see, it's clearly the same one. Yeah. And then once she puts it on with that whitish outfit, yeah. Heather was like, oh, yeah, it looks just it like. does look just like. Almost looks just like a, a new hope. Yeah. Um, it was really close. And. And so the mom comes in and goes, is that a holster? And she's like, yeah, she's like, I like it. So they go down and um, she's with the, you know, uh, adopted parents and the ship land. She's like, who's this? More cousins? No, it's Kenobi. Um, you know, uh, well, Bail Organa. And he's like, thank you, my friend. I can never repay you. And he's like, that's cool. Um, and then he goes to Leia and he says, you know, I said I didn't know your parents. That wasn't true. I did know your parents. You're, you're strong and brave, like, you know, all these great attributes. Your mother. Your mom. You're also forthright and, and passionate. Um, passionate. Passionate and, and straight ahead like your father. It's great. Um, you're going to be great. Uh, see you later. And she's like, will I ever see you again? He's like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Um, she gives him a big <laughs> hug. Uh, if you ever need me, you know what? Well, he tells Bail again. If you ever need me, yeah, you know yeah. what? Find me. But he tells Leia, "We'll just keep this between us." Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah, and he tells her if, if he ever does reach out, she has to be careful, right? Because it put him in great danger. So it makes the whole episode four theme, "Help me, Obi Wan." You know, all kind of come together. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that entire speech we talked about that too at work, where they were like, "Because well, I mean, she doesn't really recognize him or whatever." Later, I'm like doesn't mean she doesn't recognize him she, i mean she knows who he is hmm. but again the one major thing that she had to do with him was 10 years ago right so it's not like she was, she was like palling around with him she was a kid so she knows who he is the message she sends him is general kenobi you served my father well in the clone wars but so she knows who he is she knows what he's done she's not you know oblivious to him and through that whole thing she has no interaction with him. If you think I back, think, I still think she would have. She would have been more like, "Hey, remember me? You know, you saved me that one time." In the well, thing. the one time, okay, the one time she sees him, he's in the middle of a fight with fucking Darth Vader. Yeah, and they're running she, for the storm. She was also probably like, "Holy shit, he got old." 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he is 30, kind of looks like he him, but he's years older, ten years later. So it he, might yeah. be hard right now. Though. Yeah. Last time well, I saw you, you're handsome sucks. like you and McGregor. Now you're an old man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we talked about that. I was like, you know, she never really had a true interaction with him in the New Hope, outside of sending him a message, and then seeing him on the Death Star right before he dies. But uh, like, oh, that's a good point. I said, but one of the cool things that I read somewhere was um, one of everyone's favorite parts about that fight in A New Hope is the last thing Obi-Wan sees before he dies is the twins reunited. And he, that's kind of like why, almost almost a reason why he smirks a little bit right before he gets killed. Yeah. Like One, he knows it's going to turn Luke against Vader and keep him from you know going down a dark path. And yeah. two, he gets to see them together again. But also, like, she got kidnapped as a kid. That's a pretty traumatic experience. And he came and saved her, taking her halfway across the galaxy and all these, like, she certainly would have been like, oh, my God, it's me. Hey, remember? I need yeah. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, so Kenobi gets back in the ship, takes off, lands back on Tatooine, packs up all his stuff, um, gets on his... Eopi or Opie, Opie, whatever that thing's called. Um, and uh, what? Uh, I was just kidding. I said, Opa, look at German. <laughs> uh, heads, heads off to the desert. First, he stops by the, uh, the moisture farm and says goodbye. And Owen's like, hey, do you want to meet him? And he's like, yeah. And so he jumps off the thing and, you know, they have a quick introduction. He, jumps back on the thing, heads off, and just as he does, um, there's Qui-Gon as a force ghost. Yeah. And he's like, there you are, my man. Where, where have you been? And he's like, you weren't ready to see me yet. Um, yeah, he's like, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> like, Let's go. Yep. And, and this is the part where it dawned on me, and I, I don't know why I didn't think about this through all the other episodes, because I, I left... There, for, there's no mid-credit scene. There's no end-credit scene. There's nothing else in here. And I, I left the episode vaguely unsatisfied. Um, and I was like, huh. And then it dawned on me, I should have felt, I should have been ready to feel that this entire show. Um, because if you think about it, we knew how this was going to end. Yeah. Like, Leia gets kidnapped, but we know nothing happens to her. Right. Kenobi goes after and is in danger a lot. We know nothing happens to him. She goes at Reva goes after Luke. We know nothing happens to him. Uh, we know how this like we've known the entire time how this was going to end. And still through five episodes and until the very end, you're just kind of like, I'm I'm kind of into this, even though you know how it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah, Heather was like. Are they even going to do a season two? I was like, no, no, there's no like, there's no reason to. And then somebody at work said it too. You think there'll be a season two? I'm like, why? I said, here, I'll pitch season two. You ready? Obi Wan goes with uh, a grown Luke to go save another kidnapped Princess Leia. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> that's 40 years old. Never mind. I mean, yeah. I guess you could have him go do something else that's that is not part of official canon now can be right i mean darth maul is still floating around out there somewhere at this point because they remember he was at the end of solo and then um 
he shows up in the Rebels cartoon and he and Obi-Wan fight. They could tell that story, retell that part of it if they wanted to, bring Darth Maul back. That'd be cool. You could have um, him go do something completely different and go be a good guy in some other sector, in some other thing that never, you know, makes its way back into canon. But yeah, I don't know. You I, don't, could. I don't know that you're going to get, you're not going to get Owen, Ewan McGregor again. No, there's no reason to do anything else because, you know, unless they want, you know, there's always those rumors about how since most of the fan or half of the fan base hated the last sequel trilogy, they were going to like reboot half of that shit or whatever. And they're trying to find a way to reboot half of Star Wars. If you wanted to start to tweak and redo some of those other episodes, you could do that. But at the same time, they're also classics and the story has been done. So how much are you going to change it? I don't think they would do that. No. I don't even think they'd try. I, I don't see a need for All it. of this stuff was built around and into the old continuity. Like, Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a nice filler. Almost kind of like the Black Widow movie yes. where it was like a nice flashback but it kind of explained where her sister came from and yada yada. So, yeah. I, I think Overall, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. And they did a lot with knowing how you had to land it. And, and going into it, I didn't really think to myself, don't get excited about any of this because you know how it ends. I was along for the ride, which so a testament to them. I think there's a couple of missteps with the Reva character, but overall, like I'm on this ride knowing exactly how this thing's going to end. And I didn't, yeah. I wasn't really thinking about it. I was just along for the ride. So that, says something about the writing and the way it's produced and directed and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's just like any other Disney roller coaster, you know it's going to end. Uh, a New Hope is the gift shop it's going to end in. <laughs> right. You know it's coming. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we ended up then getting uh, Liam Neeson, um, Hayden Christensen, and Ian McDermott. We skipped that, but there's a really quick Ian yeah. McDermott scene where Vader tells him, you know, he's not going to give up until he gets Obi-Wan. Um, but, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, other, Yeah, just, I wasn't expecting all that. I knew Hayden Christensen, but wasn't expecting... No, I wasn't expecting Liam Neeson. That was brief, when he, but... When he, yeah, and when he did show up, at first, I really thought it was just going to be, like, a piece of stock footage that they just converted. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, and he just looks. Right, like, he, was, he looks at him, and then it ends. But then he started talking, and I was like, oh, shit, no, they went and got him. This is all new. Yeah. I was like, all right, that was cool. And again, the Ian McDermott, uh, Ian McDermott emperor thing, that was cool, too. Yeah, there, uh, there's one scene where, where, the, where the, he's like, we got to go get Kenobi. He's like, your obsession with Kenobi is going to, you know, it's going to ruin you. He's like, that's fine. Kenobi means nothing. Like, on a dime. I was like, that's okay. <laughs> yep. So, which again is another thing because at this point you couldn't do anything else with Darth Vader and Kenobi because then you render the one thing Vader says on the Death Star in A New Hope meaningless where he stops and he, you know, he looks around and he says I sense a presence, one I haven't felt since and then he trails off and walks away and so that's what that statement is what this all led up to, you know, so you know they don't see each other for a long time. So yeah. Yep. All right. So we got anything else on this one? 
No, I I thought it was pretty good overall. I think they did it really well, actually. Yeah. Um, given given the bounds they had to work in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys let us know what you think of uh, the Obi Obi Wan Kenobi series, uh, especially four, five, and six, and this one. Comment down below. Uh, like, subscribe, ring a bell. Let us know what else you want to uh, hear about, and we will catch you soon. Uh, that's it. Good night, Tony. Uh, good night, Force Ghost Liam Neeson. Uh, good night, Suicide Bomber Tala forever. <laughs> Damn. <laughs>